Welcome back to another edition of Old Man and the G. I'm Mike Nagrant here with Grayson Nagrant. Grayson, what's going on? What's up? Man, it's been like three, four weeks since we last did a podcast. I think we've disappointed our eight eight listeners. I'm sorry to all of you out there. Do you think we have eight? Even? Yes, man. I think we have ten. Ten. Very optimistic. Um, we didn't talk about the Super Bowl and everything that is possible to say about the Super Bowl has already been said. In fact, people probably don't remember who won. Do you? I don't know if I... Do you remember who won? Uh-huh. Um, congrats to the Chiefs, even though I'm not very happy about them winning. Uh, if they haven't won enough already. To the few Chiefs fans out there who still care, congrats and enjoy it because the Bears are coming for it in 2024. I just want to point out before we move on from this topic that, as we know, my dream is for Patrick Mahomes to surpass Tom Brady. And he is well on his way. So, he, congratulations, Patrick. Not happening. Though. Congratulations, Brittany. Congratulations, Sterling Silver and Bronze. Or is that? I think that's all their kids' names. Um, but anyways, let's move on to last night was the greatest sports moment of my life. Um, can, I don't know if anybody out there can guess what that might be, but maybe you should tell the listeners what the greatest sports moment of my life happened last night. Kane's return to Chicago and the retiring of Chelios. Great night. Yeah. I, Wings versus Hawks. Good I mean, game. I, so here's the thing. Listeners don't realize this, but uh, I grew up in Detroit. I'm a huge Red Wings fan above all. They're my number one ride or die team. Any sport, anything. Red Wings. Um, you know, I live and die by the Red Wings. Uh, the only thing, you know, like when before you were born... I didn't care if you were a boy, a girl. I didn't care, like, you know, if you were smart, whatever. But the one thing that I would think about when I thought about you being born was how one day I would raise a Red Wings fan. And what happened? What happened? Why don't you tell the listeners what happened? I'm a diehard Blackhawks fan. Right. And I've seen many championships in the prime. Kane and Taves there, and I love Kane. And I'm glad that he got to have the moment he did yesterday. And I... Hope he's going to be back in the Hawks uniform real soon because I foresee it coming as long as our organization will stop being picky yeah. and greedy. And I just think I think he should come back, and I think he wants to come back, and I don't think it's right that he's in a Red Wings uniform right now. But that's, I hope the best for him. That's right. I've been like a Red Wings fan for almost 50 years, and the one thing I wanted from my kid did not happen. And so I have had to sit through the last 16 years watching the Blackhawks win three Stanley Cups and, you know... Patrick Kane posters going up on the wall. In fact, you have a sticker of Patrick Kane on your wall right now. And I liked Patrick Kane. I was more of a Taves fan, of course. But I will say that the person who I fundamentally believe has the greatest hands of all time in the league is either Pavel Datsuk or Patrick Kane. And uh, so I love I love Kaner. And uh, over the summer, the greatest moment of my life was when Kaner said that he was going to the Red Wings. I believe you said that you were never going to like talk to him again. Is that true? Yeah, but I like him as a person. I like him as a player. Just hope, like I said again, that he's going to be back where he belongs. And <clears> I, don't, <throat> I, don't, I don't like him in a Red Wings uniform, that's for sure. So basically, since you've been born, really, uh, I mean, you were actually born the last time the Red Wings won a Stanley Cup, so you wouldn't remember it. But ultimately, um, as far as you are aware, the Red Wings have been terrible. They haven't made the playoffs I have not had anything to convince you, but last night, Patrick Kane scored the game winner in OT against your former team. Your hero scored the goal for your rival team. And, I mean, I have to say, like, I I mean, I've never been happier. 
And now what I hope is you'll become a Red Wings fan. Is there any chance of that? No shot. No shot? Not Bedard is still better than everyone on the Red Wings roster currently. Yeah. And I full well, heartedly believe that. So, yeah, I mean, I think folks know Kaner had an incredible night last night. Um, but the other thing we're not talking about, it was Chris Chelios retirement night. Um, you know, do you, I don't know, do, how much do you know about Chelios? You didn't really see him play, did you? Not too much. You know, I know he played great career for both the Red Wings and the Blackhawks and other teams as well. But, I mean, I from what I can tell, he deserves it. He's a great player. It's going to be a good name to add to the rafters of many hallowed names in United Center. And I, I don't know. I don't know much about him, but I know he's a great defenseman and yeah, he's, a great player overall. And it's, he's definitely not undeserving of it. Yeah, I mean, arguably, as they said, you know, top American player of all time. Him, Madonna, Patrick Kane, certainly in that conversation. Um, I do think, as he said in his speech, Kane will go down as the greatest of all time of American-born players. Um, but, you know, I mean, he won a Stanley Cup with the Montreal Canadiens as a young man. Um, you know, he took the Blackhawks to the 1992 Stanley Cup Finals. They did not win. Um, and then, of course, he won with the Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, incredible career. He's a product of Mount Carmel High School uh, here in, in, in Chicago. So, you know, he is a hometown boy, which is, it was. I mean, it was just a great night, I think, you know, for our house uh, to be like dual Red Wings uh, Blackhawks fans. And, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, I thought it was most interesting. You didn't see the interview afterwards, but uh, they asked Patrick Kane if he thought he would come back to the Blackhawks. And, you know, I thought he would have more of a twinkle in his eye about it. But, you know, he said, you never say never, but he said, you know, it feels like they've moved on from me. And, and, and I also really think he enjoys being a Detroit Red Wings right now. So, I mean, he will, if he continues on his pace, he's going to be the hottest free agent in the off season. Um, do you think the Red Wings have a chance to resign him? Do you think the Blackhawks would maybe consider having him come back for a little bit? Like, is that, is there a shot there? Every fan in the city wants came back. I mean, you saw it in the one-minute standing ovation that they held yesterday, probably even longer. Probably would have lasted an hour if they let it go on. But, I mean, there's no doubt in, in my mind that everyone back in Chicago wants Kane back, and they believe he should have had him back. And, unfortunately, management seems like they've really screwed up a lot of things, unfortunately, in this Blackhawks organization with also another guy like Debrinkit. Uh, on the Red Wings, as you could tell, and he scored a goal as well. And it just seems like, you know, we've done, we made a lot of wrong mistakes, but I feel wholeheartedly that uh, Patrick Kane should have been the mentor that Bedard was given. And just all I can say is imagine them two on the same line. That would be pretty crazy. And if the Blackhawks would have him back, I, I don't see why he w- shouldn't want to come back. I mean, he's played his whole career in this jersey. He's so close to breaking every single record there is in the Blackhawks books in that jersey. So I don't see why he shouldn't come back. You know, every fan certainly wants him back. So it's really all just about him and the management getting it to work. Yeah. Do you feel like he feels like by sending him off to the Rangers that they kind of sent a message like, hey, you know, we love you. But unfortunately, you know, Patty holds maybe like a little bit of bitterness about not against the city or the Hawks, but I just don't want to come back because they decided they wanted to part ways with me. Do you think that's possible? I mean, it was definitely a harsh parting, I guess, but it wasn't, you know, again, it wasn't anything to do with the franchise or the city. It was just to do with the front office and their relations. So I'm not sure exactly sure how much of that front office is still there since when he left and departed, how much has changed. But 
if they can get that to work somehow, I don't see why Kane doesn't want to be back in the city. I mean, you saw him. He had a smile on his face yesterday. He loves the place here. He did the celebration when he scored the goal. So, I mean, everyone here wants him back. I know I want him back. My favorite player of all time in hockey for sure. Hopefully, you know, can stay that way. And I hopefully if you can see him back in the jersey of yeah. the Hawks. I think my prediction is next year, uh, as long as we can come up with reasonable money, the Red Wings get him for a second year because – Here's the thing. Uh, Patrick Kane, as much as he loves Chicago, he would love to win another Stanley Cup. And who's closer to a Stanley Cup than the Detroit Red Wings versus the Blackhawks? The Detroit Red Wings are much closer. You know, he trusts in the Iser plan. He's talked about it. I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, I think, you know, does he come back to the Hawks for a year maybe after winning another Cup? Sure. Um, but I, I, I think he's comfortable with Debrinkat. Detroit's close enough to Chicago, so like he can still get and see family, um, or you know if even if he's living there in the off season, it's not too far away. Um, I just think it makes. I'm, I think we're gonna see him in a Red Wings jersey for one more year. I mean, I don't care how long he plays, even if he plays till he's fifty years old and he's dying like Yarmir Yager. But he's. I just want to see him retire as a Blackhawk. I think there's. It'd be an absolute travesty if they didn't at least sign him like a ten day contract or something. He doesn't belong in any other jersey. Then the Blackhawks, when it's all said and done, I think you would, could even agree on that. So, you know, it's like seeing Zetterberg or Datsu go to the Hawks and retire there. It's, just, it's not right. And, yeah, I mean, I know the city wants him back, like I've said a million times, and I hope he would want to be back. Well, so, I mean, I the other thing I think about is, like, American-born players, right? We were just talking about Mike Madano. Um, I, I believe um, Madano has the most points of all time. Uh, Patrick Kane is the second most active, I think, or actually, let's see, that's American born, uh, players, NHL all time. Uh, let's see. It's okay. So Brett Hall has got 1,391 points. Mike Madonna has 1,374 points and Kaner has 1,265. So in order for Kane to be number one of all time, he still needs roughly a hundred and uh, what twenty six points, so he's on pace this year at about a point a game, but he's not playing the full season. Realistically, to catch Brett Hall, he probably has to have three seasons more. Um, do you think he that motivates him? Do you think he wants to get that all time American point record? I mean, I'm sure. I I just I I just. I just think, like, it's not even about records for him. It's not even about the Stanley Cups. He's got all of them already. And, I mean, if I think he just loves the game. And I think he just want. I mean, like you said, he just wants to keep being successful. And I think the Red Wings gave him that opportunity. And, you know, so that's why he's there. And I don't hate, it, like, him any more for it. I just wish, obviously, that he was back. And, I mean... He, as as great he's a great player and he's obviously gonna I would hope be a Hall of Famer and hung in the United Center rafters as well by the end of his career and I I just hope he keeps playing the game to his best of his ability and doesn't lose that spark. So also, I don't know if you've seen anything about this, but the great mystery of yesterday. I know it was not Patrick Kane night. I know it was Chris Chelios night, but Chris Chelios night is also a momentous Blackhawk occasion night. So you'd like a lot of the classic Blackhawk players there who are important to the team. 
and obviously captain for 14 seasons Jonathan Taves was not there last night Kane's long-term teammate was he out of town like was he I know he's you know he's been having some sickness and he's been recovering over the last couple years maybe he just doesn't feel like he needs to be around part of the game but I don't know have you heard anything about where Taves was last night I have heard he was having some health issues so that's the reason that's the main thing I've been hearing is that uh, due to his health not being up to par, he wasn't able to make the game. I don't think there's any animosity between them, but right, that, I'd love to think that Taves is pissed off at Kane for joining the Red Wings and just didn't come because of that, because, you know, I think <laughs> that'd be pretty funny. But I could respect I, that. I could respect I, that. I would respect it too. But, uh, but no, I think I've heard health issues, and I, I know Kane wouldn't miss that. You know, it's one of his favorite people in the world. They were obviously legends together, and I honestly think – Taze loves him so much, I, he might even make a return to the Blackhawks if Kane ever did. So, How exciting was it for you to awesome. see Hosa, Sharpie, uh, Seabrook, um, who else was there? Uh, Duncan Keith, did I say Duncan Keith? Yeah, United. I, yeah, I mean, it's like these are the, ki- the kids you grew up watching, man, and now they're old men. I know, I mean, I just, I have no better memories in sports than watching the Blackhawks win over and over again with that the amazing roster and shout out to Seabrook as well who's number seven who I don't think will get the opportunity to be retired now but hey first ever double retirement for the same number I'd love to see it because there's no one more deserving than him and that number seven as well as Chelios but uh I mean it's great to see all those guys that I loved once when I was a kid and now they're old and still supporting the team and it's great to see they haven't uh lost their love for the team as well and still supporting their old teammate and just I mean again it's just great to see I mean growing up a Chicago fan you don't have a lot of greatness in sports teams other than the Chicago championships and you know the Cubs in 2016 any Chicago fan has been pretty much starved of any good sport whatsoever right now if you look at every single team White Sox Cubs now Bears Blackhawks we're all bottom of the league and everything so it's great to see remember have those uh, memories of those teams and probably one of my favorite no it is my favorite team of all time uh that i can say watching them as a championship and i hope there'll be more memories in the future in chicago sports but it's great to have those memories on that note let's wrap up with uh the team that we love so much that is giving us the some of the most trouble uh and i'm not talking about the white Sox because that's that's up and coming this summer but uh the chicago bears uh we get the nba draft about a month away um lots of theories on this one i'll start first because i think you think it's dumb but i think you know it it does seem right now if i had to put a you know if i had to bet a lot of money on it uh they're gonna go with caleb um and and take that number one draft pick um i have long been of the opinion that they find a way to to trade for that pick so they draft down i would say at a minimum i would rather have uh marvin harrison jr find a way maybe to even get Jill Alt in that pick. And if you're really lucky, you get one more good receiver like Roma Dunze. Maybe you don't, but if you get Marvin Harrison and Jill Alt, you're getting the offensive line protection Justin needs. Um, you're getting one of the best receivers in the draft. I mean, the best receiver in the draft, but potentially a, a generational receiver. Um, and, you know, you're putting them together with a guy that, like, if we look at how they're describing Caleb right now, they describe Justin Fields all the same way like a few years ago when he was drafted. Like, why do they think it's going to be any different? I mean, Justin Fields is a very capable quarterback. 
He's improved every single year he's been here. Next year, I think, is going to be a fundamental leap. So that's what I would do with the draft. But, you know, what do you what do you think and what would you do? <clears throat> um, uh, if anything, you know, I think it's important to note that Kayla Williams is nowhere near, uh, like, you know, as high of – it's the same praise as Justin Fields. I mean, if anything, it would have been Trevor Lawrence in that class. And, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence obviously was the top quarterback in that class, but then you had guys like Mac Jones, Trey Lance, never really worked out. I mean, Mac Jones still playing, but, you know, let's be real at how high of a level. And then you had Justin Fields there that dropped to the 11th pick outside the 10, and the Bears traded up and got that quarterback, and I think the city was really happy. And ever since then, you know, you can't say he's turned into be like anything insane, any, you know, insane prospect that's like gone crazy. But, I mean, let's not forget, second all-time, for uh, rushing yards in a season by a quarterback. It's not nothing to scoff at. He's uh, shown much more flashes, as we've seen. I mean, that Commanders game this year, multiple games this year, 300-plus passing yards for fields, which we just have not seen so far in his career. He's shown, I mean, if you look at it from a standpoint, you've noticed it's tiers like of success. Like, first year, second year, third year, fields has been steadily improving. There's definitely no signs of digression or anything in him, which is exactly why I think... The Bears, and I would want the Bears to keep him, you know. He's our guy. The city loves him. I have his jersey, man. I'd be so disappointed. I got that jersey when he got drafted. You, I remember you asking me, like, oh, are you sure you want to buy this jersey? You know, you could, he could be gone. He could be bad. You have no idea because he's just a rookie. I really believed in him, man, and I still do. And I, I don't think there's any reason to lose that belief in him, man. He's not. He has showed everything. I mean, he's certainly, in my opinion, like I don't, I think in most opinion would agree that he's at least the second best quarterback in that draft, and he's got the potential to be the first with a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's also having success. But I have a lot of hockey jerseys. I have had baseball jerseys. I have only had one. I have lots of football jerseys in like college, like Michigan. I have only had one of NFL jersey, and it is not Barry Sanders. It's Justin Fields. So, I mean, I, yeah, I love the dude. I love him so much. And I don't, I think everyone in Chicago would agree with you, man. But, you know, there is the, the real possibility Caleb's taken, and you have to understand why from an organizational standpoint. Uh, you know, they, the front office would want to do it, make sure they got uh, the guy with this much hype. It really doesn't come around as much as you think. And me personally, like, I think he's great, and he's certainly going to be a transforming guy for whatever team he goes to, you know barring the hope that he doesn't have any crazy injuries or anything that derail him. But I think it's important to note that Fields is the guy in Chicago right now. He's got the job. He's doing fine with it. He's getting better and better every year. Why move on from that? I know generational talent is something you cannot scoff at and you can't miss. But, man, I just think there's there's other generational talents in this draft. This is a generational draft, and you just have to understand that Caleb's not the only option here. Well, let let me throw this out here. Are the Bears fundamentally better off with Caleb throwing to Darnell Mooney and 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 with the offensive line he has right now? Or are they better off with Justin Fields being protected by Joe Alt and also maybe throwing to Marvin Harrison or Roma Dunze? I, I don't know. I mean, obviously second option there, you know, hundred percent. But what you also have to understand, I think that you can't you have to it's important to note. You do have that ninth pick. You have other picks. With Caleb, you wouldn't just you would. They would probably draft follow up there with a receiver as well to help Caleb. Uh, and Mooney, I don't even you know. You probably get Rome Adunze still. Mooney's yeah, or Rome or Malik. Yeah, one of those two you would for sure get, or even trade up and you know try to get the big guy Marvin Harrison. But uh, 
Uh, I mean, I certainly think it's most beneficial for them to get Mar- Marvin Harrison, who I think you just can't look at. Like, he's amazing, dude. He really is. To do what he did with the quarterback he had this year at OSU, Kyle McCord, he's not no crazy guy. I mean, you might think he was because I don't know how much you know about him, and he's an OSU quarterback. How bad could he really be? But, like, I mean, he's transferred to Iowa now. He was never a big guy, and he you could clearly see Marv had to – do a lot of work to get open and or not not I mean obviously he has to do work to get open but he has to do a lot more work with Kyle McCord in that offense who's not as talented as CJ Stroud or the Justin Fields before him that was thrown at him before so to do what he did this season and put up the numbers he did with a guy like Kyle McCord it's just it's absolutely impressive and I mean there's no better receiver that I've seen like out of raw talent in my entire existence in my entire lifespan like in a draft and, dude, I'm just so excited about him. Even as a Michigan fan, you're hearing me vent like this. So it's like you can tell it's real love for him. And I, I really hope, I mean, we don't pass up on that. And, as, and Caleb Williams is generational as well. So, you know, there's definitely, no again, no, like, disrespect to him. He's a, he's going to be great for whatever team he goes to. But I just think the bit, what you have to say is there's two great, there's two positions of need here, right, in this offense. And which one do you need more? And ultimately, I think that's the wide receiver position. And he got two generational talents to pick from. So, all right. Well, that's the NFL draft. Anything else you want to take well, care of before we leave? What about your plan for the Bears? You said you had one that you thought you know you would want them to trade the pick. Well, that's what I'm saying. I already kind of outlined oh. it, right? Like you, you draft, you trade up, try to get a couple picks so that you can get three really good first round picks. Um, you know, it, even t- if you're just getting two. Like you're trading down and you're not taking Caleb and you know, you guaranteed to get like Marvin and alt or, you know, whatever. I still think it's just a better, I, I just think Justin throwing to those guys with that protection. If I'm Ryan Poles, what am I? So I got a great new quarterback. Maybe he's marginally better as a thrower, but you know, he is. It, is, is he, is, is he going to have anybody to throw to? And is he going to have protection in time to throw? So, like, what if he can get a couple more off? That doesn't change the game. You know, it's just going to be another mid-50-50 season, you know? Uh, and it, and so, like, we'll have to wait. Next year, we have the chance of making the playoffs, I think, if you don't draft Caleb. I think if you draft Caleb, we don't make the playoffs next year. I mean, I don't know how much I, like, like what you just said there. I mean, like, yeah, I do agree that... 100% I'm on the field's keep train, but you got to understand Caleb is as highly thought of and taught as he is because of, you know, his skill level. He really has earned it. Like he's a generational player. Still no, still no, like, you know, you can't disregard that. He's, he still has the arm. He probably is a better thrower than fields, especially coming in right now as a rookie. You're going to be at a higher start than you were with fields when he was originally got drafted. But you have to understand when Fields got drafted, he was more of an underdog guy. I mean, he fell to the fourth quarterback taken in that draft, which is crazy to me. And there was a lot of great ones, you know, coming out of college that year. But I, I still think, you know, give give Caleb his flowers, but I'm 100% with you on that. That I do think we'd be more successful this year with just, you know, keeping Fields in that offense and, and getting a guys to surround him. That's the key thing. If, if I mean, it'd be an absolute travesty if we did not get one of these top three Roma Dunze Malik Neighbors, who I will actually say I do like better than Roma Dunze. Uh, right now, I think he's more explosive. And uh, although Roma Dunze has the size, he's got the speed and the, you yeah. know, the ability to just burst. And, and we weren't impressed with him against Michigan. So, 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I mean, he's Roma Dunze is still a great guy. But the point is, there's three great receivers here. There's great tackles. There's everything you want and you've asked for that's been on your bucket list for years to get Fields' help. I'm telling you right now, get it now because you have it. And what's the worst that happens? Fields doesn't pan out. You look at a guy next year. I know it's going to be no Caleb Williams, but, man, I mean, we've seen Fields. How bad can he really be? He can't be horrible. That's the thing I think. I mean, when I look at Fields, here's what I see. Nobody is as – I mean, he's a generational runner. No question about it. Like, he's 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 as good, if not better, slightly than Lamar, frankly. However, where Lamar is better right now is as a passer. But Lamar also has an offensive line. I mean, if we look, if we look at if that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, uh, like Lamar, like what what more does he have than Justin Fields when he was coming up in the right. league? I mean, his offensive line's bad too. He he's 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 got you know he's got fine receivers, but his top one was a rookie this year, Zay Flowers, and he he got they brought in a vet in OBJ. I mean, not only can we do we have DJ Moore already, who's proven this year he's amazing, but then you're bringing in generational receiver like Marvin Harrison. Right. Imagine Lamar in that offense. Well, I mean that that's that's a Super Bowl winning team right there, no question. And I think if Fields can even get that level of res, uh, receivers, he's already at a higher offense level than Lamar. All he has to do is learn to be better as a player himself in it. I should probably have stats for this because it just sounds probably like an old man kind of ripping off some opinion. But like what I believe, having watched the Bears closely for the last two years, is that. I think if I look at mistakes that are directly attributable to Justin Fields where he just made an awful error, I think it's probably like three or four times over two years. Whereas what I fundamentally believe about Justin is his 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 passing selection is very good. He throws a lot of completions. And when there are incompletions, they're often not his fault. So what I fundamentally believe is he's a pretty good passer that his passing numbers are low and he does he's not like, you know, blazing it like Brett Favre or whatever. It's more about the fact that like he again doesn't have the offensive line, he doesn't have the the great receivers and also frankly, um it's not cuz he's making big mistakes, right? Like if you see a lot of big mistakes all the time, there have been some, don't get me wrong, but he's not a guy where you're like this guy never gets it you i see a guy who like we said improved every year but also just really seems smart you know he, he can read the field 100 percent, man like we've just been reiterating it like he has the talent there he's getting better year by year and he's got a new coach now new fresh like position group position coats are entirely coaches are entirely changed and you know same head coach but new offensive coordinator is what i meant to say and uh again man like and just to reiterate, I just remember this. I was listening to a podcast today. You know, shout out to Stay Hot. Really like their podcast. But uh, they were talking about the top three quarterback or not quarterbacks receivers in this draft: Marvin Harrison, Adunze, and uh, Neighbors. And they just said, "Whoa, well, how would we feel if we took Neighbors and Adunze and combined them, their talents?" And and then one of them just goes, "Well, you just have Marvin Harrison." <laughs> and, so, and so it's just like, yeah, it's 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 true, man. It's he's that good. He really is. And and that's not something to take lightly because. Those other two names are have the potential to be just as good as him. So, you know, I just, I mean, I, I don't see, I don't want, I like, it just makes me sick to think that we can pass up a talent like that, even though Caleb's another one. I just think it's, we're stronger at quarterback right now than we are at receiver. And well, putting that around fields, I mean, that could make him great just alone. 
Bears fans, enjoy Caleb and enjoy missing the playoffs one more year, but it is what it is. <laughs> Gotta believe in the polls plan, I I guess. know a lot of them are with us, too, on that field. You know, everyone yeah, wants fields sure. here. But, you know, you gotta you gotta accept what you gotta accept, and we'll, we'll still end up having a good draft with so, the picks we have. Caleb gets drafted. Um, do we think that they're probably not going to hold on to fields, right? No, certainly not. If Caleb gets drafted, he's gone. I've already heard of potential trade suitors are Pittsburgh Steelers, Atlanta Falcons, De- uh, not Dallas, but uh, you know other Patriots. Teams. Patriots, yep, that's another big one. Uh, a lot of people love him. Raiders, and, and I've heard of Raiders. Mike Tomlin literally went out and said he said we we're really going to consider our options with Fields. We really love him as a player. I mean, dude, people around the league, coaches such as Mike Tomlin, that's no name to scoff at. He's had a winning record with the teams he's had every single time he's played in the NFL season. Do you know how crazy that is for how long he's coached? Um. But he loves fields. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, here's the thing. You got coaches around the league, not just us, saying that Fields is a great talent and they want him on their team. I mean, they know something. It's not it's, this isn't no secret. He's good and it, you gotta you just gotta well, keep him around. Wherever man. he goes, that's gonna be my We have him here. I know. Well if he's but if he goes, that'll just be our third football team, so it is what it is. <laughs> For sure. All right. Support him wherever he goes. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. Uh thanks again. All eight of you, or nine, or ten, ten, or ten, ten listeners. Hopefully, more by the uh, end of this. Yeah, maybe we'll get eleven next week. <laughs> hey, uh, thanks for listening. Seriously, uh, leave us uh, ratings on iTunes or Spotify. We are on both platforms. Um, again, if there's a platform you want, let us know. Um, also, um, if you want to comment or like say, you know, we're just dumb or we're really smart or whatever, you know, whatever you feel like doing, it's the internet. You can do whatever you want. Um, old man in the G You can actually comment on all this podcast. Stuff. I'll argue with you. Yeah. So, and, uh, Grayson will tell you you're dumb. So, all right. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>